Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Commas Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Brand new season of the podcast. I can't believe it's already been over three years of this podcast. It honestly feels like time has flown by. I know I took a long break. This summer was absolutely crazy. I was basically traveling for most of it. So I feel like I'm finally settled back here in San Diego and I feel good. We're just getting back into the swing of things. So I'm excited. Today's episode is with Chrissy Gear. She made the world's team in the 3K steeplechase. She won USA's, which was crazy. I talk about it in the episode, but it was one of my favorite races to watch at USA's because I was in Eugene. And her reaction to winning was just, I don't know, it was so wholesome to watch. And it's always cool to just see your friends do big things. So let's get straight into today's episode. Okay, Chrissy on the podcast. This, I'm like kind of scared because this is my first podcast in like <laughs> two months. I think over two months, like two and a half months. So you're my first podcast back, but I no think pressure. it'll be a good one. So I'm excited to have you on. Yeah, no, no pressure. It's going to be a flop. Everyone's going to be like, oh, unsubscribe. Okay. <laughs> I highly doubt it. I actually, well, yesterday I like posted on my Instagram story of like who... Uh, who people want to listen to and you are a very highly requested person so really okay yeah it's perfect because we already had this um plan but if the people don't know who you are do you want to just give them a little bit of a rundown of who you are um, what you're about yeah i uh my name's chrissy i run professionally for hoka nez elite um i do steeplechase now um I don't know maybe i'll move back to 15 sometime but uh i, I don't know what else am i supposed to announce I went to Arkansas. I have two sisters. Um, I have a dog named Oats. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, no, I feel like that's a perfect uh, breakdown. I mean, you're very good at running. So you won USA's, which was one of the most exciting. I think that was probably the most exciting race for me to watch at USA's. Obviously, because I know you, but I don't know. I just love watching the steeplechase in general. And I feel like, I don't know, the past couple of years, you're obviously familiar, but like, I feel like there's just been such a solidified group of people that are like going to, you know, the Olympics to worlds in the steeplechase. But this year was the first year that I feel like really, you know, you got in there and you mixed it up and then you won the USA title in the steeplechase. So I guess, do you want to like take us through that experience? Like, did you think that you had a chance of winning? Take us through it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't. Like, I, I definitely did. I knew it was like really, really small, but um. I actually just went on a hike a couple of days ago um, that I like had this deja vu moment passing through this one spot. And I was like, oh, the last time I did this hike was like a week or two before USA's. And I remember like passing the area on the hike, just thinking about like what it would look like if I like won USA's or like, oh, like thinking like I could do it. And then, yeah, I kind of forgot I had that like that moment or that day. And then like last week I was like, I don't know, I was reminded of it. Um. Yeah, I definitely thought that I could, but I didn't obviously didn't know for sure. You know, I mean, like Emma's like just so good, and so are the other women in the field. Um, but the whole goal was to kind of put myself in a position to where, at the very least, I was top three. Um, and at you know, like the the very best, like I was contending for the win. So, 
Yeah, were you in, at like one point in the race, did you know that you, you know, were going to take the dub? Um, for sure, over the last hurdle. Um, I think with like between like four and 300 to go, like I felt myself moving and I was like, there's a chance, you know? Um, like, like if, if, if Emma or Courtney faltered, if like I could have like taken advantage of that. Um, but yeah, I knew for, for sure, like undoubtedly, like, over the last over the last barrier well then you finished the race whatever you won that was probably the most excited i got for anyone <laughs> oh thanks um but yeah obviously like you doing your victory lap like you were very emotional and everything like why do you think it was such an emotional moment for you um it it i mean you know how like excited you get for other people like seeing them do well like i i think it's really emotional because like i knew that i got to give so many people in the crowd that moment you know like i I made my my family members proud, my friends proud, um, and like the Hoka people who were there proud, and and I, and it's honestly they would have been proud of me either way. I knew they would have been proud of me no matter what, but like it was just really cool and special to like, I don't know, give them something like really big to be excited about. And also, I mean, like I feel like any athlete who does really well at the end of a season, um, or even in the middle of a season, like it just means a lot knowing how much like you've you've been through like on the track, off the track, and so for it to kind of all come together and you're like oh like I made it through a lot of things and came out on top like I don't know that was that was a lot well I remember I feel like we first met was last year and I remember you were in a boot at the time so (laughs) I feel like within a year so much had changed for you where like you were in a boot and you weren't even able to run what did what injury did you have last summer uh I just split tear my peroneal tendon so it wasn't anything serious it was was a split tear (laughs) Like the like the tendon wasn't torn, but there was like a tear in the tendon. Does that make sense? Okay. So like, it, yeah, it wasn't entirely severed, but I had like, I think it runs laterally. Is that like up and down? I don't know, but yeah, I'm not good at human tear in my tendon, but the tendon wasn't entirely torn. What is the pronial? Is that the top one? It's um, it kind of goes around your ankle, like you know where your ankle bone is. Yeah. Um, and then kind of goes like wraps behind that. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like on the side ish a little bit. Yeah. Calf down through the foot. Okay. That makes sense. And yeah. So at the time, like last summer you had just signed with Hoka too. So, cause you graduated last year, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So then you had just signed with Hoka and then you got injured. How did you get injured? Was it just like overuse do you think or what? Um, I did this. Well, after USA's, me and my friends did this, like, trail run where, like, Fayetteville is kind of like the mountain bike capital of the world. Um, I don't know if that's what everyone calls it, if they just call themselves that, but they have a lot of really good mountain bike trails. And there's, like, three major trailheads in in Fayetteville, like, mountains. And so we, like, made this giant loop to connect all of them. It was, like, 13 or 14 miles. Um, and I don't know if, because there's one point on, the tra- like, the run that I rolled my ankle really bad. Um, so I don't know if it was that or the shoes that I was wearing or both but I just knew like towards the end of the run like my foot just hurt so bad and I was like okay like these shoes suck like my planner is like really like hurting like it's really cramped up like I'll roll it out and I get home tonight um and then I you know like rolled it out when I got home and then I woke up the next morning and like I couldn't walk on my foot like my ankle was just like really swollen and like really hurt and so I was going in to get an MRI for my back anyways um and they requested like one for my ankle too and they're like yeah you have this little tear in your tendon now so yeah perfect it was a really stupid injury honestly like yeah yeah, i'm very fortunate to have never had like a severe running related injury yeah well that's related yeah but like i don't know when you're you just graduate college you sign your first pro contract or whatever it's kind of brutal to just like immediately get injured too so i wanted to keep racing that summer like i wasn't really happy with how i ended my season like i knew i had more and so i was like kind of like talking to my agent like what are my options like I think I might want to keep racing um and then yeah I didn't get to and so I was like oh okay well yeah um but I'm, I mean I, I don't know I guess like then was as good a time as ever to be injured you know not yeah. that there was a good time but <laughs> there's never really a good time no. but <laughs> sometimes I guess are more optimal than others but yeah yeah I get what you're saying how long did it take to heal from that um Okay, so that was another thing is I wasn't given like the right feedback, I guess. And so what should have been like four to six weeks ended up taking like closer to 10 weeks of just like on and off, like 
in the boot, out of the boot, like we're not doing this right. Um, so I had about 10 weeks off from running there. Um, yeah, but it, I, it shouldn't have taken 10 weeks to heal. I think we were just kind of confused on the situation. Yeah, that makes it hard. Like the on and off, like running and I don't know, the, that cycle of being injured is just painful where it's like you don't really know exactly what you're supposed to do. And then if you do it incorrectly, yeah, then months go by and you're still like almost in the same position, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but was your coach like cool with it and everything? Like was were they supportive in the process? Um, I guess just because like, I didn't really have like I was kind of like, in the in-between. Like I wasn't out at, at, at I wasn't with Arkansas anymore, but I wasn't um out in Flagstaff with NEZ, and so they weren't really riding my training yet. Um, maybe they would have if I wasn't injured, but I was like, hey, I'm not running right now. And so I was kinda like doing my own cross training. Um but I mean, I never had pressure from the NEZ team, so I guess, yeah, I, I guess they're cool with it. Yeah, I kind of this like weird like lim- lim- like space of like liminality where I was like, I don't, I don't know who to ask for guidance right now because I'm not getting any from anywhere. So, and that's, I mean, that's on me. Like I should have asked, but was that hard though? Just like being injured and not really knowing what to do. Sometimes. Sometimes I kind of liked it because I could just do whatever I wanted. But other times I was like, I need structure. Like, I need someone to tell me what to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I feel like running, like being a professional runner, not that I am one, but just knowing so many people, like that people struggle with not having any structure at all anyways, like just beyond the running part of it. Like running, obviously, if you're a professional runner is mostly structured, you know, your coaches are giving you training and everything. But then life outside of running is just... there's a lot of free time so I can just see how it would be hard like if you're not getting any structure at all to stay sane during a time period of being injured but again it was I mean it was only temporary obviously um you came out the other side pretty well it was a good learning experience yeah I'm sure when you started training again and like you were you know fully with NAZ Elite and everything how was the transition from you know college life to pro life um I think like you just said that like having so much unstructured time when you're not running um was like the hardest part it was like really fun because like I I'm with a team like obviously it's not as big of a team as Arkansas was but like I still have a lot of fun being part of a team you know and like working with teammates um who like are obviously your friends also but then like when I wasn't at practice I don't have to do it myself and so that was a little harder but um I don't know. I like new challenges and I like new things. Um, sometimes probably more than I should. Sometimes it's it's good to not always have new and just be content with what's not new and like what you have, you know. Um, but like it was it was very new and exciting. I think just the novelty of being in a new place, being with new people, like doing new sorts of training, like it made it really it made it really exciting and fun um, that fall. Yeah. So when I think of NAZ Elite, I usually think of like marathoners or like roadrunners. So I'm also, that's what, one of my main things that I was just curious about because like, how was the environment there? Like, are there other people racing track or especially like a steeplechase? Like that's just a track specific event where it's like, you need other people that are doing track races to like, I don't know, work out with most of the time. So how is that? Um, so it's really good. So they obviously you're right. Like they are historically marathoners and roadrunners. And so when when they first reached out, I was like, I don't know. Um, but they're trying to expand to the track and have like a track roster. And so I got a lot of a lot of guidance from the um already established women on the team, like the marathoners. Um, but I also had, you know, Abby Nichols and Katie Wasserman. So like those are two other track athletes. Then this year we brought on Mercy Chellengott. Um, so she'll be joining us out here eventually. And then we had Olin Hacker on the track side um adrian will shoot on the track side and wesley is kind of like an in-betweener like he'll do roads he'll do track um i don't know he's just a beast so um i think it's really cool to have like a mix you know like i know at oregon like you guys had a really well-rounded like really well-fielded team from like you know sprints throws jumps distance and like i i don't know like i'd imagine you probably think the same like i think that's really fun to have people from different disciplines and you get to learn from each other and so that's it's like that but to like a smaller extent you know yeah it's like we're all still distance runners but like we're all different sorts of distance runners and so yeah no I thought that was really cool yeah I mean someone that's uh racing marathons and someone that's racing like a 1500 is very different um training and yeah. lifestyle even so yeah it probably is cool just to like to see I don't know the different lifestyles and also I mean it sounds like the track side's pretty young 
So I feel like that's cool to have. I don't know. It was kind of like college 2.0 where mm-hmm. you just have new teammates just in a different location. People are actually making money, which is I nice. Feel like, yeah. I feel like we're like the freshmen and then our marathoners are like the upperclassmen. Yeah. And so we've like, <laughs> we don't do everything with them, but like when we get to do stuff with them, it's really cool. And I say we learn a lot from them. So yeah. What do you do outside of running? I don't know what, like, what do we like, do? Yeah. <laughs> um, I hang out with friends. I have like game nights. Um, I like to, I haven't been in a while, so I don't know if I can like be like, oh, I do this. Like I did that. Um, but I like to go to the open mic nights or like, um, trivia nights, just like stuff like that. But yeah, mostly stay at home. Um, I'll take my dog on like trail walks or hikes or, um, I keep myself busy trying to like read or like build things. And by build things, I mean like, I don't know, like Legos or like I have, I don't know what you'd call it. It's kind of like this like DIY like model home that I got from a Florence that I'm like putting together, but it's not an entire home. It's just a little room, but like, I don't know, they give you all the materials and you have to like glue it together and build the benches and the desks and like put the plants together. And I don't know. I think it's cute. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah. I feel like it's fun. I feel like like every runner needs to have some sort of like creative outlet because running inherently is not very creative. Like you're not really, you're not working that muscle. So, (laughs) and there is school most of the time. It's kind of just like, I don't know, at least for me, like when I was in college, I, I studied business. So it's like, how creative am I really getting in my econ class? Not very creative. And then running, it's like not very creative either. So I feel like I needed my creative outlet, which I was so happy that I like started my YouTube channel because I feel like that, it like saved me. I feel like that was a piece of my brain that I wasn't working. <laughs> so it's cool to see like, I don't know. I feel like you're just a very creative person. So it's nice to see someone tap into that um, outside of just pushing their body to the physical limit. <laughs> yeah. I wish I spent more time on it, honestly. I got all this art stuff, but I don't use it as much as I should. Yeah. Sometimes I just look at it. But then I think, I don't know. I think I'm a very emotional person. And if I don't feel this, like, desire to do it, like, the initial, like, drive. Does that make sense? You know, like, you have to be inspired to do something. And, like, if I don't feel inspiration, like, right off the bat, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. But I know that, like, if I, if I force myself to start it, I'm going to enjoy it. That's not just our stuff. That's just, like, basic responsibilities, too. Like, the dishes in my sink. I'm like, I know when I start to do them, I I get so excited. Like, I love doing my dishes. But it's just the idea of starting them. Like, I stare at them, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I'll do this tomorrow. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what they call that, but I have an extreme (laughs) case of that. Truly, when it comes to everything. Well, especially creative stuff, because it's hard to force yourself to do something creative. Like, if you're not feeling the inspiration, it's so hard to go like I don't know make an amazing piece of whatever you're working on I mean I I just feel like that with like my YouTube channel this podcast like everything like it's just hard to uh I don't know it's but it's the same sort of thing like this happened you are like literally pushing the part because I will film an entire video of my day whatever um just like a basic video I really really enjoy filming it like I have fun filming it whatever and then I have this like hour hour of footage that I have to work with and it's just staring at me and like (laughs) I don't know filming a YouTube video like you kind of have to be creative but a lot of the time it's just me talking to the camera you know making jokes the creative part comes from the editing so the I enjoy editing when I'm like in the thick of it and I'm like in the middle of the video editing it but it's the initial decision like starting I have to make. it starting <laughs> is so daunting and that's why I don't know I haven't been very consistent this entire year posting a video because I just have an extreme case of what you're talking about where I just stare yeah. at it and it's so daunting and I just don't have the inspiration to do it but then once I start doing it, it's fine. Then you love it, yeah. Yeah, but it's also the same thing with basic responsibilities. I think I just need to be better at actually just doing, uh, I just like forcing myself to do things, you know? Um. Yeah, I got one of those apps on my phone to like remind me, like to do like little habits. Yeah. Like I never track my expenses, but if I don't want to pay a shitload of like taxes at the end of the year, then I probably should. And I know that when I sit down, I start working my little Excel sheet. I love it. I have so much fun. Yeah. I'm like a little prisoner. I'm like, this is great. But it's just the, yeah, getting to do it that I'm like, oh, I really don't feel like it right now. I'm like, listen, if you just, if you just man up and start, like, you would have so much fun with it. But I'm like, yeah, but like, I'm not feeling it right now. So. Yeah. I completely get that. Especially from like a self-employed <laughs> perspective, the expenses, especially when you've never done it before. I'm fine now because I use like QuickBooks mm-hmm. self-employed, which like, it makes it super easy to categorize the expenses, whatever, for my taxes. But, like, 
if it was my first time ever, like, I just remember my first time ever, like, just thinking about the tax situation and, like, having to, like, categorize my expenses and also, like, my mileage on my car and stuff. Like, just dealing with, like, and having, like, track all of it. It was the same exact thing where I just, like, was, like, I need to sit down and do this. But there was never a moment where I did. But then now it's, like, kind of satisfying when I do it. Yeah. So it's, like, I do recommend. Also, you can save so much money on your taxes. So I really recommend that you do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's just being an adult. Like, there's just, like little unexpected challenges I guess that I <laughs> they're not hard no it's and it's but it's not like a piece of homework like I never really found found homework that <laughs> tedious but there's something about doing little things like that that are just so tedious to me I think it's just like there's such a weight attached to it yeah. like, homework, it's, it's homework you know but like this I'm like oh there's like yeah like this is like legitimate like it's not also, like oh no, homework- I'm gonna be on my report card yeah, homework homework is there's a deadline and someone yes. else is like telling you that you have to do it. Yes. Like for the like, <laughs> But this is like just get it done by like April 1st or whatever. Yeah, exactly. If my okay, deadline time, is eight, I'm like, oh my time go. <laughs> that literally happens to me every year. Like all of a sudden, by the time April 1st comes around, I I need to do all of my tax stuff for the last year. I'm like, why did I not do this eleven months ago? But it's because there's just too it's too broad. <laughs> This is just being an adult, I think. Just being a responsible adult. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe some people do enjoy it. Maybe. I hate it. Yeah. Sometimes, like, sometimes I wish I had a boyfriend. Because then they could do it for me. I wonder, should I just ask my boyfriend to do it for me? I don't yeah. think he want to do it. I think if you oh. saw my taxes, he would be um, <laughs> repulsed. He's also not <laughs> So I don't think. I will. I would like my boyfriend to, like, take over my financial situation, though. Like, please just manage my money. Because I don't like managing my money. I'm like. No. If it's I had to spend it, even if I'm supposed to save it, it's like, no, you need to save that for like emergencies. But I'm like, no, but like it's in my account so I can use it. Yeah. It's like, well, no, like there's going to be an expense that comes up in the future that you're going to need this money for. I'm like, well, then but, I'll yeah, but it's in the future. The like, other money then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somehow we're making it. I don't know how. Yeah, I think my grace just... period is running out and I need to figure my shit out. A grace period is that what you yeah. said? God's like, listen, like I've been helping you out this past year, but like you need to start helping yourself at this point. I'm like, why would I do that? Why would I do that if you keep figuring it out for me? He's like, <laughs> I just like how you call it a grace period. Like my grace period has been since the day I graduated until present day. I'm just like, oh, it's a grace period. <laughs> Of like, figuring... have this, like delusional idea, like everything works out, but and like my dad is out. such a planner. And okay, because like it does for me, right? Like yeah. I feel like the same boat. Like things just always, I don't know how, but somehow they work out. Like, even in panic, I'm like, it's not gonna work out this time. It works out. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like, I don't know. Sometimes there, there's the highs and lows, you know, of being an adult. Like sometimes it's just more stressful than others. But at the end of the day, we're still here. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We're, so we're still chugging along. Yeah. Also, that's what I've learned, like, in my adult life is, like, nothing's ever really going to be, like, perfect. Like, there's always going to be something that's, like, a little bit off, whether it be, like, social life, like, fitness, money, like, something is always going to be a little bit off kilter, but there's, like, times when it's, you know, pretty smooth sailing, and that's what you got to take and appreciate those time periods, you know? I feel like it's, like, you know, video games, like, like, something like Mario Kart. And every cart and every little part of the cart has like a different advantage and disadvantage. Like some have better traction, some have better acceleration, some have better handling. And like, you're right, like it's never gonna be perfect. But it's like sometimes you'll find yourself on the right course where like the car that you're driving is like perfect for that course. Or like it just like works out like so nice, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then there, but I feel like those moments, it's so hard to like, realize really that's like yeah. that you're on the perfect course there are moments like maybe when you won usa you're like wow this i really chose the correct car you know or my car is working well today <laughs> like those like grand moments or whatever but like most of the time i feel like it's hard to even realize like that you're really um doing well until things start to go south and you're like wait <laughs> that's why you like, like, back. and then you like look at like the really little things in life and you act like they're like the biggest things like yeah. when a bug lands on you you're like oh my god there's magic everywhere yeah 
I try I try to channel that especially with like I don't know my life is kind of mundane I guess like I don't have the most exciting life my job is cool like and I have like cool opportunities with that but in terms of like my day-to-day like it's pretty mundane but like I really enjoy like my little mundane life like my yeah going to get coffee take my dog to the dog park going my little exercise cooking my little meals or whatever that um, sounds so fulfilling. Like yeah, you don't it is. Need a super exciting life to find enjoyment and contentment. Yeah. I just think it just I don't know. At least on social media, like you people are traveling all the time. And like I did travel this summer and it was great or whatever, but yeah. like there was just part of me that like wanted to just be home in my little routine again, which is just kind of funny. I just find my routine very fulfilling. Yes. And like that's okay. That's how I feel felt a lot this year, like traveling. Cause like I'd originally asked my agent, like, I was like, unless I make a world team, like I don't want to go to Europe this year um just because like I wanted to stay in my element and like not leave my routine and like you know and then and then obviously I went to Europe um for for a race in where is it Belgium in Houston and then in London and then I was like I can't really like that would be so shitty of me to complain and like I don't know you know be like oh this is so stressful I don't want to be here because it's like it is really cool but like I agree like it's just like I don't know, like, I, I find contentment in, like, the little, the little times, and, like, in, in my space, and in my routine, but, yeah, um, yeah, but then I started thinking, and I was, like, it, like, made me think, like, okay, maybe this, like, running professionally, or at least, like, elite level of professionalism isn't for me, like, I get way too stressed, and then I'm, like, okay, well, like, what would be for you, like, like, where would, where else would you be happy, you know, and I'm, like, because, like, I would hate to sit in a desk job, and I'm, like, okay, that's true, like, I guess you gotta take the little stresses of like all the other good stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there definitely there's pros and cons to every career path. Yeah, like, but I think running, especially you know at the level that you're at, and you're doing super well and everything, and you're young. Like, there's only so much opportunity you have to do this your entire life. Like, you can go do a desk job later in life. Yeah, and I feel like you know being able to do that professionally is just a once in a lifetime opportunity. And it's also so fulfilling. Like, there's just something so fulfilling about running compared to, like, I don't know, especially, I don't know about you, but I'm not super money motivated. And, like, after college and after you finish your running career or whatever, I feel like a lot more things, come like, are about money. If you're going into, like, a normal corporate job, like, that's going to be the main motivation out of everything. Mm-hmm. So it's cool for you to be able to do a job that's, like, just so fulfilling, I guess. Yeah. Like, mentally and physically. Yeah. Um, so I guess just thinking about it from that perspective but there are I mean it's a very stressful job it's not like (laughs) there's pros and cons to being a professional runner obviously and and like you said there are for for everything too which I need to like keep that in perspective yeah when I start to be like oh no this is too stressful for me it's like you're not gonna be happy anywhere else like yeah um what what like about traveling to Europe were was like stressful um I just think not like like not being my element like I didn't have all the stuff I don't I tried I tried to like I brought my smoothie blender I brought my Normatex like I brought as much stuff as I could to make me feel like I, I was still kind of on my routine but like I miss my dog I'm not gonna lie um and then I think like just like travel gets really stressful because obviously you don't want to miss a flight or like have a flight be delayed and then when it is then I'm like all my cortisol levels just like went way up and it's like why are you getting way too stressed about things that you can't control so I don't know I I need I'm a big a big thing for me this year is gonna be like yeah finding peace in like those situations and learning to kind of like stay neutral instead of getting too stressed out about every little thing that like doesn't go right in my head yeah I feel like that's just an element of professional running that no one really takes into account. Like, it's just, like, a new challenge. Regardless of, like, the training and stuff, obviously that you're going to level up with that um, going from college to being a professional runner. But the traveling, I feel like it just gets easier with age because you just learn how to do it better. Yeah. At least, like, when I talk to, like, the older professional runners, it seems like they know exactly how to travel and, like, get rid of the jet lag immediately and be in their routine and everything. And I'm like, I don't know how you do that because, like, I don't know, I haven't done that much international travel, but after my trip to Europe, I was like, I actually don't know how people can compete at the level that they compete at, like with this much travel. Cause it just, yeah. if you don't have like those routines, it gets exhausting. <laughs> Even just with the jet lag, I'm like, I don't know how people can 
race after this. So I feel like it is something that just like you learn over time. Yeah. And it's like a new new thing that you have to conquer. But fortunately there's a lot of better individuals who've gone before me that like I can, you know, like get take advice from them. Yeah. So that's the nice part about about the sport is like everyone just like wants to help each other and is like so willing to to share their advice and input. So Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're I don't know, you're going to like worlds or something. It's like you are on Team USA. So I'm sure the other athletes <laughs> They all, yeah, they're all rooting for you. They're like, we're, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Especially, I don't know, in Budapest, like, the, so overwhelming, the amount, I don't know, that stadium was insane. At least, for, I don't know, I haven't been to any of the other, you know, European, like, Diamond League circuit meets or anything. But being in the stadium, first of all, the, just the amount of people there was absurd. And just, like, I don't know, everything is just foreign, like, you're just like trying to navigate your way around the city just a giant like foreign city yeah the whole thing was just like very overwhelming but I guess for you like how was it you know competing at your first worlds I don't know at a, in a stadium like that different country how was it it was it was really exciting it was sick um honestly I think I feel like what helped is like like I said like I didn't really want to go to Europe and so I wasn't all aboard running the London Diamond League but my agent is a lot smarter than I am and I trusted me with my life. And he was like, you need to have this international experience before you go over to Worlds. And so um, London was actually a bigger, like it was like 50,000 people like sold out stadium when we ran. And so that was bigger than Budapest. And I think having been in that scenario um, really helped me for like when I was on the line with another similarly packed stadium. Um, it's also really cool because uh my my roommate at at London was the pole vaulter who ended up like winning the meet and she's from Finland um and she was vaulting around the time that we were in the steeple in London and then when I was like standing on the line like I saw her at at Worlds um for the prelims like I saw her like do a vault and you know she cleared the bar and like the whole crowd started cheering and I was like yeah I started cheering and I was like I'm on the line it's it's business time you know actually, actually that wasn't all that exciting you know whatever um trying to trying to play cool but it was yeah it was really cool um unfortunately the race didn't play out but like I had I was definitely like nervous all day before the race and then just and when I was in the stadium like I was like oh like I'm not really like I, I was definitely still nervous but like a lot more like excited um than anything like it was really cool just trying to take everything in um what do you think like when wrong in the race I guess you well you said that it wasn't like what you I know so. I know I know and that's what I'm trying to go back and like figure out I'm wondering if it was like we had so much time in between like when they wanted us there and then taken out to like the gun time and then had no time to do strides um I I think I I actually I got really I don't know if I say like like for lack of better words, I'd say I got really depressed. And it's not like I was depressed, but I just had that attitude afterwards because like it's one thing if like to be frustrated if you know what to be frustrated at. Like even if it's yourself and you know like, oh I made this mistake, you know, like but at least you know. But I was like, I don't I don't understand how that went so bad. And I just remember like from from the gun, like just being like I can't move. And like trying to keep running and like I don't like I yeah I wonder if it was just like I just warmed up too early and then had too much time in between and then it's like I didn't warm up at all, um, but I don't know yeah no that was probably that was that was probably the worst race of my of my season because yeah. I was like I ran I I wouldn't say I'm like in tremendously better shape but I like to think I'm in like better shape than I was when I ran nine twenty three in the beginning of the season in May and like. Obviously, that was really hard, but I feel like I could have run fast if I needed to. Like, I was just kind of testing the waters. Um, and then when I ran 925 in London, like, um, that was another, like, hard time trial sort of effort. But I wasn't, like, truly racing and, like, digging like I did at USA's. And I just remember, like, walking off that field, like, not field, the uh, track at, in London, just being like, okay, if I can do that at, like, 80, 80% effort, 90% effort, like that I'm good to go for worlds. Cause I know it's going to take sub nine twenty to make a world's team or to make the world's final. And then, yeah, the feeling like I was sprinting and I gave the most life I had <laughs> and to like run that slow. I was like, Oh, that, that sucks. And then it was just like really hard. It's like, I didn't know what to be mad at or what to be frustrated about. Like, I didn't know 
yeah why I felt so bad because like I've run faster feeling worse before and like I felt really good going into it so I don't know I'm like if I think about it I actually I still get kind of sad which like I probably shouldn't I just need to get over it but um yeah I mean it I is know. hard it's all yeah it's hard when you can't pinpoint it exactly what went wrong but some days are just like bad like some days you just don't feel good and right from yeah. the gun um and sometimes it happens at unfortunate times but like also that was your first worlds so you have many more years I don't want to give myself that like because in the past I would have given myself that excuse you know I'd be like oh it's fine it's whatever like yay I ran world it's like it's my first time I was like no like there's so many people like it's their first worlds or it's their first olympics and they just show up and like give their best and so I don't want to hold myself to a lower standard than that no because like I know like I had the capability of of making the final and then yeah I don't know yeah I mean that definitely makes sense and I know you did too but I think I don't know just not beating yourself up because not because it was your first world but just because you have so many you have more chances because you are so young and sometimes you just have to chuck it up to like not feeling good but I mean you have every right to be disappointed and still sad about it because it is disappointing especially when you just can't pinpoint exactly what happened but I don't know all around like still a great rookie season so yeah what was like your favorite race of the season um I guess I mean probably USA's but other than yeah that, I was USA's <laughs> yeah I don't need to be tacky and be like oh I should give it better no it, it was definitely USA's and like a obviously winning is fun but b like I said like I had a lot of like friends out there and some family out there and so it was really cool to like I don't know, put on a show for like people who came at me who and who root in me and the people who've been like telling me their beliefs in me all season long and to like fulfill those beliefs for them and like make that actually come into fruition was like really cool, you know? Yeah. So yes. I I have a lot of good moments, honestly. And it's like so it's kind of a blessing that I was disappointed, I guess, because like I said, like in the past, like I would have been through the roof for to just make it to worlds and then be last place and then be like oh hey but I made it to worlds and so I think it's a good that like my mentality is shifting I'm starting to hold myself to a higher standard but yeah I know all in all I don't know if I could have asked for a better season yeah like I could have asked for one but like I don't know how realistic that would have been you know um yeah I mean I, I ran some PRs I came short of some goals but like I don't know. I like that Lexi Poppis quote where she's like, good thing I didn't accomplish all my goals today because then what I do tomorrow. So yeah. Um keeps me hungry, keeps me um humble, I hope. So yeah. yeah. So now you're on your break? Yes, kind of. I'm kind of coming off like off of it now. I ran today, I ran yesterday. I'll go home tomorrow and then I'll run a couple of days when I'm home. I'm home for a week. Yeah. So okay. I think we're fully starting next week. How did you decide to shut down your season? Because I know people are still racing right now, I think. Yeah, I was going to, oh, this is going to be sad too. I, I'm getting so much FOMO. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to make you depressed. Um, I'm, I'm getting so much FOMO because um, they just released a 5th Ave entry list. And I was supposed to do 5th Ave, but I got like really sick in Budapest Um, after the prelim. It wasn't like, that's not what made me run bad. Like I, I said, like, I felt great, you know, before. But, like, coming off of it, I just, like, I just woke up the next morning and I was like, ooh. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I think I'm just now, I still have like a little bit of a cough, but I'm just starting to kick it. But I felt, like, really bad. at run for a couple of days. And then I tried to run that. I raced Wednesday, so I tried to run Sunday. Um, And it was it was awful. I felt terrible. And then I just knew it was going to take too much, like, mentally, physically, emotionally out of me to try and keep running and keep training for another two weeks like just for the sake of running that race um because it's like I knew I wasn't going to be in great shape to do anything special but I would just be dragging myself along just to be like oh but I just really want to do fifth half and I, I don't know I think that um I have time in life and that like if I'm supposed to run fifth half in the future that like the window will open up again you know so um I figured it's better to kind of call my season while I was down and not when I'm down and out in in two weeks afterwards so yeah that's and I need really to, to give my body a break yeah yeah and I hopefully like- learn a lot more to like how to be how to extend my longevity past like 
what it was like past worlds or past you know like obviously I'd like to run Paris like past Paris you know like I don't want to like peak and run Paris and be like okay I'm done you know because yeah. like I see these other athletes like who keep running and I'm like I, I want to do that like I want to I want to keep racing and have fun afterwards so I don't know I'm but sure again it's your rookie season so I'm sure that you will be able to do that in the future I have no doubts <laughs> I think having a coach to like consistently work with will like really help so I'm like really excited about that yeah um what are like I guess your goals for running overall like did you first of all I guess did you ever think that you would be a professional runner like was that a goal that you had first um it's okay so like it was my junior year when I transferred to Arkansas that like December or January wait where'd you transfer from uh Furman oh, okay nice um and so like obviously I was on a team with a bunch of really good people who would talk about like wanting to go pro um and then you know we I was at a program where like all the people who before me like went on to have have very successful careers you know um and then I started running faster than like I I thought I would ever be able to and I was like okay well maybe like their dream of like going pro something that's like possible for me too and then by um I was like really thinking about it my senior year in 2021 and then my fifth year was I was just a mess and so I I was like maybe I won't I don't I don't know if it's for me and so I was kind of like looking at like jobs in Fayetteville because I love Fayetteville and I would have stayed there if I didn't have this opportunity um and the opportunity presented itself and I was just like ah, like what's what's the worst that could happen you know you signed a, a contract for a year two years like you don't like it like you move on with your life so um yeah gave it gave it a go at, at the time it's probably more just based on like obligation you know like the runners who like feel like they're supposed to because like oh well I was pretty decent in college so like the natural path is to go pro now if I can um but now yeah I wasn't totally sure what I wanted to do but I didn't know what else I wanted to do so I was like okay like we'll give it a go um I thought that I would be one of those like sub elite runners who was like okay like maybe I could run 405 or something like you know, I win a couple of races, domestic races here and there, but like, I'm never going to make a team. Like I'm never going to go to Europe to race. Um, yeah. And then this year happened a lot faster than I thought. And I was like, okay, um, we got to pivot. We got to kind of reframe some goals and some perspectives, but yeah, I'm like very, very happy with the, that it worked out for me and that I have this job. I love this job. How did you get out of that mindset then? of being like, the, I don't know, just thinking that you will probably be a satellite runner to now, obviously being the best in the United States. Like that's a huge mental like, <laughs> that you have to have. So I guess take us through that process. Um, I have like, like, like a lot of people in my life who, who believe in me and, and think very highly of me and like what I can achieve. Um, and like, I feel like a lot of my life is then like people telling me like that they, I'm capable of great things and then I don't believe them. And then I accomplish things that they think that I can. And I'm like, Oh, interesting um and so this year like for me because just like it's you know I'm in a new I'm with new people in a new place like new training like I'm like I don't know what to expect and so it's just like trying to like let go of any sort of expectations and being like whatever people say you can do like that's what you're gonna go do um and so just really leaning into what my teammates and my coaches and my family and my friends would say like to me and about me whether that's like the sort of person they thought that I was or the sort of runner that thought that I was um and obviously those two go hand in hand or like what they thought I could achieve like just really trying to yeah not box myself in based on expectations of what I think I can achieve because I think that's where I've like gotten in the way of myself a lot um in my past is like being like oh well like you're not the sort of person who could do that or like like even after when you would say like I thought that you know I was like I was like that doesn't make sense because like like you shouldn't have won that because like people like you like don't win that and then I was like what does that mean like what do you mean like it shouldn't have happened because like it did happen you know like so I'm trying to like get out of like my my narrative like how I view the world and how I view myself and I don't know I don't know if that makes sense but yeah just trying I mean, to it's look just like it's imposter like, syndrome yeah you know? yeah it's like it's hard to imagine yourself in that position until you actually are I guess yeah. and, then, and then even when you are it's hard to even like accept it but I don't know. I feel like the more it keeps happening, the probably it'll probably get easier to uh, believe. I hope so. Yeah. What are like your main goals for running overall? Um, 
see that's something I to, like rethink about um I always thought like my career so like like obviously you want to run faster you the most out of yourself um but I was like I would rather hopefully build a platform in some way and be able to like impact people outside of running or like I don't know like that was my goal is like even if I don't make a team like am I impacting people's lives in a better way um so I definitely still have that goal but I think I am starting to be a little more um like results oriented um I would like to make an Olympic team and see how many you know global teams that I can make in the future um and I would like to go if I had to put a number on it and this isn't like basically overall so this isn't like this year like I don't know if this is feasible this year but I would like to go sub four in the 15 and I would like to go sub two in the eight and I would love to go sub nine in the um in the steeplechase which um I don't know like I feel like the steeple is kind of progressing towards where the mile or the 15 is where it's like like okay like if I were to run you know like 857 like I would have the American record which I feel like I can do but now there are also a lot of other young women who are like going to shoot for the same thing where it's like okay I'll go run 957 and then Courtney will go run or nine not 857 and then Courtney's going to go run like 855 so it's like so like she may be the American record holder I don't know if that makes sense but like so I'm trying not to be like oh I want the record I just want to get the best out of myself and I think that that could put me in contention for like being one of the best steeple chasers in u.s history yeah um i don't know yeah i think those are my I like times wise those are probably my goals um i'd love to yeah i'd love to repeat as a u.s champion um i don't know yeah i mean again this was this year is probably crazy so it's hard to even like and your season just ended it's hard probably to think about like I don't know. You probably, I mean, making a world's team probably was already a huge goal. So to do it so soon and also winning USA's to do it in your first year of being professional is probably just like a, not a shock. Cause like you said that you knew that you could do it, but like, it's just kind of crazy to already have to reframe and like make new goals, you know, yeah. right after the first <laughs> rookie year. So, um, I mean, all of those though. And like you talked about, I don't know, being one of the best steeple chasers in us history. I think the group that the U.S. has now is, like, already doing that. So I think you're already a part of that. I hope. Um, well, see, I feel like I have to consistently show results, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like winning USA is, like, okay, all right, now I'm just a one-trick pony. But, like, if I can continue to build off of that, like, then I would feel like, okay, this makes a little more sense, you know? Yeah. Like, if, if I can make one team and then, like, I never touch that sort of, like, result again, like, I feel like it doesn't count in my head. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it does, but, like... I, I get, Yeah, I get what you're saying. You know? Okay, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be a one-hit wonder, which I don't think yeah. you're going to be, considering that this happened in your first year and you're very young, so... Yeah. Um. Also, how did you start running the steeplechase? Did you run that in college, too? Because I remember you being, like, a 1500 runner. Yeah, so it's, it's funny. Like, people are, like, think that I just started in it. Um, I made NCAAs my freshman and sophomore year at Furman steeplechase. Okay. I won the U20 um u20 usa's title in the steeple which like to be fair like i won it in a time that like i don't even know if you would have made it into regionals um in the NCAA with but it's so, like then i ran like world juniors and then when i got to arkansas like they let me decide which event i wanted to run and i hated the steeplechase at Furman. like i i bitched and complained like a little child like i was like i don't want to do this like let me run the 800 like um and so, like, it's obviously, you know, like, the 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 coach at Furman saw something in me that, like, I didn't see in myself, and it's played out really well, but, so I went to Arkansas, I ran the seatbelt, like, um, SECs to score points, and then in 2021, I made, like, the Olympic trials in it, so, like, I was, like, it's the Olympic trials, like, why would I not run it, like, I just started having fun, like, I wasn't trying to, like, advance another round, but it was, like, I, like, I had history in it, um, but I chose to focus on the 15 there. And then even when I signed to Hoka, like they were like, thank you, Mark to Steeple. And I was like, no. And they're like, okay, it's your career, you know? So um, I never got any pressure. And then when I was like, okay, so like, what about the Steeple? Like um, Hoka was like really awesome. And so we like reworked my contract to have Steeple time bonuses because I didn't have any written into mine at the time just because I was like, I'm not doing it. And so they're like, 
well then we're not gonna give you performance incentives if like you're not doing the event I was like okay so like I am and they're like okay like if you run fast enough we'll give you a bonus so I was like cool that's so, nice so they let you re- redo your contract yeah because I could have just like run really well and then been like mm, sorry so, yeah yeah that's really nice I feel like that is other companies no not <laughs> <willing>. <laughs> you had your chance yeah no yeah hook has, hook has been so great um why did you hate the steeple when you were at Furman it was just so long it still is so long it is long <laughs> it's, it's so I mean it is a long way compared to the 15 I ran mostly the, my freshman year indoors I ran mostly the eight like I ran like oh two my and I was yeah. like I could I was like I could run two or four two or five outdoor and then come outdoor they were like steeplechase and I was like no I run two minutes and that's it and they're like you need just 10 minute race and it it sucked um <clears throat> yeah I like I love the jumps I love the barriers the water jump like it's like that part's so much fun to me so I think a 2k would be perfect but I need to that's another big thing I need to work on is like just growing my patience and not like you know like 10k up next four minutes into a race and being like I need to quit. I just need to jump out right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just it's just really long. So I didn't I didn't like that. My little my little pea brain doesn't like uh delayed gratification. It's hard. Like the three I mean, I've never run a steeplechase because I cannot jump. Um my knee lift is terrible. Like so I would literally <laughs> fall over the hurdles. But like even when I ran, I ran literally one three K when I was in college indoors. One of them, because I literally I didn't like how long it was, which is just funny. Like cross country, I'm I'm not a great cross country runner, so like cross country though was fine for some reason for me. Like I could, uh, you know, I could make it through it. I didn't like. I think because there was no other option. Like if there yeah. was a shorter cross country race, I would have taken it, but there wasn't. The thing about like the three k, like indoors, it just felt so much longer than the mile did. Even the mile feels a lot longer than the fifteen hundred for me. So like anything over four minutes, like you said, just got really really <laughs> I also think that for some reason the pace isn't slow and like isn't um like the mile whatever it's like I don't know when I was in college people were running like 440 and that was like pretty decent whatever yeah like the 3k when I was in college like people were running like 445 twice in a row yes like, the pace wasn't really that much slower it was just double the amount of time and I was like I well see- yeah, I was at pace a couple of my teammates in a 3K, and it it sucks. I think I'm on a mile race, and I'm like, I make it to a mile, and I'm like, I should just drop out now. I'm like, just I'm like, keep going, like, go to at least 2K or at least like 2200, you know. And I'm like, I just went through in like 450. Like this hurts right now. And then they keep going, and then they close in like a 30, and you're like, that's what I mean. I just don't get it. I don't have that whatever whatever it was. I used to be a decent like two mile when I was in high school, but there was something about that next level that I didn't have I couldn't close in like a 65 at the end of a 3k like that's just not happening for me it's the same with the 5k honestly outdoors which I literally literally sprint it's just it's a sprint going like 70s from the gun okay maybe like 72 from the gun but like still that's like 448 mile like that's that's hard like that's basically all out for me and then they do it three times in a row I'd rather just absolutely die for four minutes than like die a little bit for 15 you know yeah so and it's like when you go lactic, it's not like, oh no, I have like 600 meters to go. You're like, oh my gosh, I have six laps to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, and I just, I give so much credit to like the 5K, 10K runners because I could literally never do that. I, I don't know if people are just built different than me, but like mentally and physically, my body said no. So even yeah. like, I mean, 3K steeple is worse than the 3K and debatably. But to me, it's better because the barriers break it up. And so I feel like a little yeah, hand to jump. Like, you're okay, but it's like fun. At least you stay engaged. If I, was, if I was in like a flat 3K, I would like mentally just be like, yeah. It's hard because I'm going to quit. But it's like you can't. You can't do that. If, you, if it hurts and you quit and you zone out, you're going to close line a barrier. Yeah. So like you have to be engaged. And so like it works for like my little ADHD brain because I'm like, oh, another barrier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Do you like the water jump too? Are you good at it? Yes. I get so excited every time I get to a water jump. Which is, like, another really sad thing from, like, world. Just, like, my agent was, like, you look terrible on the water jumps. Like, that was... No, I love him because he's so honest. And I was, like, okay, good. Because, like, I did kind of feel bad. But he's, like, that. Like that's usually, like, your 
redemption like your saving grace in the steeple is like you close ground really well coming up the jumps and he's like you would lose steps on people like you look awful and I was like thank you thank um, you I don't <laughs> I wish I could tell you why I don't I don't know why like we did a a hard steeple um workout like the week before I left and like went over some like water jumps it was like three by k um like simulating like a real steeplechase and like I even felt like those water jumps were like terrible and I was like why are they so bad like this is usually the easiest part for me it's like I love the water jump but every time I would like come off it I'd be like what's that like yeah yeah. but it's fun like you're just gonna go parkour you know I would never understand my older sister was good at the steeplechase too I just don't understand I don't have that I don't got that dog in me whatever (laughs) dog that is she doesn't want to jump oh I think it's fun I also pole vaulted in high school which I think is, like, why. Yeah, it's why the coach that Furman, like, wanted me to so steeple. They're like, oh, you're athletic? And I was like, no. Were you good at the pole vault? I got it. My first my first medal in high school was was in the pole vault. Oh my I was, like, eighth at States. Uh, I jumped, I think, I think I jumped 10 feet then. <clears throat> um, my PR is 10-7. And then I came That's back really and I won the mile a couple hours later. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met anyone any distance runner ever in my entire life that has done the bull vault like actually like, seriously I, like, I don't know why I feel like I, I did I met someone else um there's some Ellie was talking about some girl like NC State does like I think she does pole vault and also runs like a 204 800 and like there was javelin or something and they're like she should be a decathlete like what is the girl doing yeah what why did I why I like, okay she? I hope I'm not like spreading misinformation maybe I should okay I'm gonna have to ask Ellie about it like yeah I'll text Elliot and I'll be like, who was that freshman you were talking about? I don't yeah, know if it has to be someone freshman, freshman, but they're like, 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 apparently she's like really athletic and good and like does decent in the field events and also can you run like, do that have that. yeah, right? Yeah. I want to do oh, well. Um, what was your, did you like watch a lot of worlds or no? Yes. Yeah. I, I was there <laughs> every day except for like the two days leading into, um, my prelim. Okay. What was your favorite event to watch? That's really hard. I love, okay, I'm not gonna lie. I love like the long jump and triple jump. Um, I need to learn more about it because I don't know what's a good mark or what's not a good mark. I used to jump and I go, wow, that's so amazing. Except when they take off, sometimes I would hear people in the crowd around me be like, oh, I'd be like, what, what did they do wrong? And they'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, but it's like everyone around me like cheering for them, like I get so excited and I love the claps um and yeah it always looks so good but apparently sometimes the jumps aren't good but I don't know like I'm impressed with every single one of them um I really liked watching the women's 5k I was like so confused except it was like really it was really inspiring because I was like I want to be like Faith Kipyegon who can win a race like I want to be just like so fit and so good that I can win a race from any angle like yeah. if you want to go 68 like and she's just there covering every move I'm like that's impressive that was fun to watch um obviously the relays I feel like the relays are like so exciting especially the, the women's 4x4 um and seeing Femke like you know kind of get redemption not that she like failed or whatever like the relay but like I don't know like that was yeah that was a really awesome close I like yeah I really like all the races yeah, there were a lot of good ones. Even oh, yeah. though there was a lot of big names missing, like it was a great meet to watch. I was only there for two of the days, but then because we were only in Budapest for four, four days, um, but we were like watching on our phones and we were elsewhere in Europe, and it was, I mean, a lot of good events. So, was so chaotic. and like being in the being in the stadium was absurd, especially with the Hungarian crowd. Like I love like, them. Oh my god! Oh my god! They were amazing. Anytime I anyone for one Hungary, of their throwers, like yes. never, like one of their throwers is going. Oh my god! It's stoked, and they had this chant, and I wish I knew the chant because I would have started chanting with them. Have you like have you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, okay, they started doing some like chant or some like song or something, and they're like, uh, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but I was like, I wish I knew what they're saying. Like, I would do it with them. Yeah. But, yeah. No, they were into it. Yeah, I was like, how do we get the U.S. like this? Because the Hungarian people, even like the funniest one was when it was literally the first round of the men's eight hundred. And there was a dude from Hungary that came out there and, you know, was like, I've just never heard a stadium so loud for the first round of an 800 <laughs> in my entire life. And it was just so cool to watch. Like the entire, I mean, Worlds was kind of like that 
I guess, when I was in Eugene, but it wasn't like nearly as loud. Like it was almost ear piercing how loud it was for the first round of the men's 800 um, with the Hungarian guy in it, which was just, I don't know. It was just super cool to watch. It was very different than the States, but they love the women's, the women's hep was really good too. Yeah. I feel like they said like the 800. And yeah. That's, yeah. Like, I remember yeah, I was there like, watching that one, I think too. Yeah. That was crazy. And I was like, I'm just going for it. And the yeah. other girls had like, you know, the race of her life and the 800, but I don't know. I I really like watching the multis. Yeah. Especially at the end, like the 800 um, and the 1500. I think it's the 1500 for the men's, right? Um, those are always like, and they're so dramatic too, because obviously they're all <laughs> so tired. I'm like, oh my God. And But then like the camaraderie between yeah. all of them is so cool to watch. Because okay, they all like- just like went through the battle. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want to take up too much of your time because we've already been going for an hour. Um, and I feel like we covered a lot in this episode. But where can people follow you at if they want to, you know, keep an update on your life, on your results? Where can they check you out? Um, my Instagram is ChrissyGear13. I don't know what my Twitter is. I think it's ChrissyCream03. Love that. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I enjoyed this episode. You really, like, brought me back to my podcasting self so it was a very uh easy episode back into it with one of my actual friends so i appreciate it to close out the episode can we get a good old peace out fellas peace out fellas thank you guys for listening to the first episode back of the podcast this season really enjoyed talking to chrissy hope you guys learned a little bit more about her i know we like dived into a bunch of different topics but it was a pretty well-rounded episode in my opinion and it was great just catching up with her after her amazing rookie year don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Convos Over Cold Brew Podcast. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts, which really helps me out. If you love the podcast, love listening every week, tell your friends, your family, your significant other, whoever you think would like this podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll catch you all next week. Peace out, fellows.